Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, fellow explorers. It's great to have you with us, and thank you for honoring us with your time. We have a lot of good stuff today talking about a subject called pure experience. goes by many names, but before we get into that, I'll introduce myself as Jonathan Robinson, and I'm with my trusty friend and sidekick, Brian Tom O'Connor. Always good to hear your voice. I enjoy exploring with you, and we always learn new stuff, and hopefully our listeners do too. And so we came up with this subject. Sometimes it's been called by various groups, pure conscious experience or pure experience or unprovoked happiness goes by a lot of different names. We'll talk about what it is, how to get there, what prevents it. But first, when you hear the words pure experience, what comes to mind? Unfiltered experience, unfiltered by thoughts about the past and thoughts about the future. Real reality versus virtual reality. Virtual reality being all that stuff in our imagination and our memory. You know, it's funny that we even have to come up with a term for this because that's how reality comes to us as a pure experience. But we have so many filters, so many beliefs, so many thoughts, so many conditioning, so many triggers. It's like to have a moment of a pure experience is like a peak experience for a lot of people. You know, I remember I'll ask people, you know, when was the last time you had a spiritual experience? And they'll say, yeah, I remember in 2001, I was out in nature and, and I looked at the trees and I had this moment of just wonder and awe. And it was beautiful. I go, 2001, that's a lot of years ago, considering that every single second of our lives, we're having a pure experience but we have so much in the way of that. And it's really not that hard to get back to it. And the great thing is when you get back to it, it is a peak experience. It feels peaceful. It feels wondrous. It feels beautiful. It feels right. So what keeps us away from this experience that we should be having a lot more than we are? Well, I think it's actually our natural state, but it's veiled. It's sort of hidden. And it's hidden by what I think of as the twin curtains, the curtain of the past and the curtain of the future. Thoughts about the past, memories, ruminations, imagining about the future, how you might want it to be. And when you part those curtains of thought, pure experiencing is simply what is there and what has already always been there. I will agree with you and, and add something to that, which is that I think besides the past and the future and thoughts, there's our conceptual filters. So our conceptual filters are very strong. For example, let's say a, a woman is really wanting to have a baby and she's in labor. She's experiencing a tremendous amount of pain but it can be actually experienced as joy because the conceptual filter is 
an absolute yes. Whereas if, say, someone did not want to have a baby and they're experiencing, you know, labor pains, the the experience is very different. So we have all these, like, almost glasses or lenses we're wearing on our face that filter everything and may not even have to do with the past or future. It might just be a belief, a belief that uh, rain is bad, you know, and it's raining. So, you know, you're experiencing that rain as, as unpleasant, whereas somebody who loves the rain experiences it like, ah, and might be in wonder and awe about it. So it becomes very subtle, all these different filters. That's why a lot of people might not have had a pure experience for decades well, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, and maybe we should say there's three curtains, although it's hard to sort of imagine, like I always imagined a stage with the two curtains parting. So what would it look like with three? Oh, two going side to side and one going from the bottom up. Exactly. And that's the, uh, that's the conceptual filter. Although you could argue that our concepts of good and, and bad and like and dislike are based on past and future as well. What we didn't want or did like in the past and what we don't want to happen in the future. But I think that that's very important that you raise that because it, it, the filter of categorization and language and naming things is also a veil that covers up pure experiencing. I have nothing against science or botanists or anything, but when you look at a tree and a plant and you're trying to assign the Latin names to all the different plants and trees that you see, you're not purely experiencing nature. When you're simply letting the light come to your eyes and feeling the breeze on your skin and looking at it without naming, without concepts, without words, that's pure experiencing. Absolutely. And, you know, what a lot of people do because they've tasted of this sometime in their life, you know, they had the best pizza or they were walking in the most beautiful place in Yosemite. And they had this experience of overwhelming beauty and awe of letting go of some of those filters and being fully in the moment experiencing. But then we think, oh, well, it's being in Yosemite that's going to do it, or it's the perfect pizza, which is going to do it or the perfect sunrise in Fiji as I am uh, sitting in the ocean on my surfboard. And we get very busy trying to recreate these experiences in the outer world and not realize that it's really something that can happen as you're crossing a busy street in downtown LA, if you know the right method. And my former teacher uh, used to talk about this in terms of what he called uh, the two colors of pale pink and fake fuchsia. You know, pale pink, if you look at it and you can appreciate the slight pink in it and just kind of open to it, it's a beautiful color. But we're no longer able to tap into these subtleties and just purely experience. So we need like fake fuchsia, like the brightest pink possible for us to feel like yeah, oh, that's a nice color. That's right. We need somehow extreme experiences, but we don't realize that we can experience it in the everyday. As a matter of fact, it's our idea that 
we need a particular experience or we want to recreate one we had in the past or we want to create one that we imagine in the future will happen to us. Those are, those are the veils that we've been talking about to pure experience. And it's simply, it can be anything we notice. It can be anything we can see. It can be anything that comes in through the senses. I call it now, here, this. Now, period, here, period, this. I like that. I hear what's happening now. What, you know, it's all just this. And I think people, we're going to talk about methods to trip over this experience. And there's a lot of methods. And I think one of the the foundations of our podcast is throw out a lot of great techniques, a lot of great ideas, find the ones that work for you, and just use those. So, you know, one person might say, oh, you got to, you know, taste this, this will bring this will do it for you. Or another person will say, you got to try this meditation technique, but it's really kind of a trial and error. And one of the things that I liked in, in preparing for this podcast is I had to ask myself, how have I tripped over this experience in the past? And when have I tripped over it? And what was it like? Because just remembering that state of consciousness can help. You know, you remember oh, I was in nature and my body relaxed and I let go of everything. And then I I was thinking, I really got into the detail of a leaf. I don't know if you've ever done this, but, you know, leaves are amazing. They, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's a trillion of them, so we don't think of them as so amazing. But if you've ever really looked at one and get into the detail of anything, some people do it through wine. You know, they they drink a little bit of wine and they're, into the subtleties so much that it's a pure experience for a moment before they then label it, oh, that's a little bit dry with overtones of oak, you know, and then they're out of it. <laughs> right. But um, I think one way is to really relax your mind, body, and go into the details of anything until you kind of lose all sense of yourself into the content of your senses. Yeah, that's very good technique. Uh, that often goes by the name of pure conscious experience. Looking at the details of something, because when you're really looking at something and, and noticing every little detail, or listening to music and notice noticing every little detail of it, you are, by definition, in the moment, in the now especially if you do it wordlessly. Yeah, I like that addition. And I love your technique uh, of wordlessly. Word, which, well, I can't say the word, So, but whatever <laughs> that word would be. Uh, wordlessness? Yeah. Wordlessness, thank you. Um, and what I like about that technique, I like any technique that I can do in five seconds. And I think of it like, you know, I'm looking around, I'm looking at the computer, I'm looking at you. And then I think, well, let's see if I can do, I can view this wordlessly. And it's like turning a channel on a dial, you know, from I'm looking at a computer to I'm just taking in my sense impressions. And it is like a different world when you get, get it down pretty well. I like that. And that is a way into the 
direct experience, the pure experience. Another way I've found is to find something that you already have an affinity for, let's say music, and perhaps um, now that it's legal in many states, I can say a lot of people have used marijuana to go deeper into something. And I think aids like that, whether it be a nature aid or a drug like marijuana aid, can point you into what it's like to have that experience. And I think once you have that experience a bunch of times, it's easier to remember, oh yeah, I just kind of let go into the music. And it makes it easier to do it again without the drug. Yes, and that's really, that last point is really important. I haven't used marijuana in a long time, but I certainly did a lot in the past, and I certainly enjoyed music with it many, many times. But now I find that remembering how much I really got into the music. I listen to music now uh, in that way. And, mm. um, and But one thing that's also very good about listening to music, and as a matter of fact, using any of the senses is noticing that it's the experiencing of the music isn't out there. It's actually inside. It's a technique I call experiencing music from the inside. Mm -hmm. you're, you're noticing that those notes and those sounds are actually appearing within you. And that's where the experiencing is. Conceptually, it's coming from a speaker or from a performer over there, traveling through the airwaves, coming in. Same with sight. Conceptually, it's light bouncing off things, traveling through space and entering in our eyes. But where's the experiencing actually taking place? It's inside. It's within us. And yeah. turning attention to that is another technique. Experiencing Everything on the inside is another technique for pure experiencing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's beautiful. The earlier episode in our podcast, we interviewed uh, Dr. Amy Lindgren. Uh, I think it might have been episode 52. And she's very much into pure conscious experience or pure experience. And I was listening to her in a uh, talk she gave. And she said she turned everything, including her feelings and her negative emotions, into pure experience. So she'd be triggered by something, and instead of thinking, oh, this anger is bad, first of all, she wouldn't label it. It would be an energy wave of maybe heat and sensation moving through her body, and she would experience it very purely without the word or the label. And so everything became a pure experience. And after a while, that was you when you're having a pure experience, in a certain way, you don't exist. Your ego doesn't exist. It literally melts into the experience. So she entered a non-dual state permanently by doing this first with, you know, nature and then with music and then with anything going on in her body until she transitioned to a whole new state of consciousness. 
Now, that's absolutely beautiful and wonderful. And, and, and it's so right. Really tuning in, especially if you're having an emotion, getting curious about what that actually feels like in terms of sensation, because emotions are chemicals coursing through your body. It's all the mental concepts about it that turn it into a bad thing, not the sensation itself. Focus, get curious, look at it. See what it feels like, what its shape is, what its color is, what its temperature is, but trying to do it wordlessly, experiencing tingling without having to say tingling. Well, if you say tingling, it's not no big deal, but it's the turning attention to, to that that does it. And it's really amazing there, what, what can happen when you take any experience, even as you just mentioned, what a so-called negative experience, and just notice what is present without concepts, without filters, without good or bad ideas, or even any words at all. We're making it sound so easy and enjoyable, and it is easy and enjoyable, but we are not. <laughs> So, so let's go a little bit into some of the common things that prevent this. We've talked about it in general, like, you know, our labels, our concepts. But one of the techniques for getting into pure experience is to simply ask the question, how am I experiencing right now? And to see that you're not, you know, there is some something in the way, some belief. Like, for example, a common belief I have is there's like an overlay of this isn't it. You know what I mean? Like this, whatever we're doing now isn't quite what I'm trying to get to. But people who have pure experience or people who are totally awakened, their mantra really is this is it. This is it exactly as it is. Me um, moving to do the dishes is as good as it gets. That's like the perfect moment to have a pure experience. And, and the very subtle concept of this isn't it is like a sea that I'm living in. And I have to recognize it before I can let it go. And, and so one of my, my, my pure conscious experience mantra is this is it right now. Yes. I really couldn't have said it better. That's so wise. This is it right now. And then there's other beliefs that you can get, you know, that I, I, I'm not sure that that's the only belief that everybody has, but I think different people have different subtle, very subtle things going on in the background that are filters. And when you start to see that, they can start to melt away. Absolutely. And when you mentioned beliefs, there are two categories of beliefs that there are two sentences that if you simply do not believe these sentences, if you simply see them as totally false, you can have pure conscious experience. And those two sentences are, this shouldn't be happening and something else should be happening. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. It's almost like we don't really commit to this moment. And in fact, uh, I was reading somebody describing how to get to pure conscious experience. I want to read it because I really liked how he put it. He said, 
commit totally to your sense field, this rich and vibrant and colorful volume of human experience, which includes your thoughts and your body and even your memory and sensual lusciousness. Really be with that all day long, whenever you can remember to. Be obsessive about this, but in a lighthearted, adventurous way, rather than a drudgery sort of way. Drudgery won't help at all. Inspiration and anything you can do to be inspired does help. I And he's talking about his experience. I listened to my favorite music on fantastic headphones, ate my favorite foods, and relished them. Really paid attention when watching my favorite movies. Really enjoyed the feel of driving down the road with my hand on the wheel, my foot on the gas, and the wind in my rapidly vanishing hair. <laughs> really listening to myself when I played guitar. Really listening to people and looking at them when they talked. Really listening to the sound of my own voice when I spoke. Really feeling what it felt to have a feeling inside my body. Recommit again and again and again and again and again. Make it a way of life. It is your life. You might as well be there for it. Isn't that a beautiful description? That is absolutely wonderful. And and listeners, rewind 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and listen to that again. That was so great. <laughs> what a great description. Beautiful. Uh, but, you know, sometimes poetry can point you in that direction. You know, we 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 have gone so far from pure experience that sometimes listening to poetry or good lyrics, uh, a lyric that really touches me is um, by Todd Agnew. It says, I can see the majesty. He's talking to God. I can see the majesty you have made as I gaze into the eyes of your creatures. I can feel the wind you breathe onto my face. And I'm amazed at the wonder of it all. And I think that lens maybe of wonder or curiosity or or just sensual lusciousness is pointing us in that direction. Absolutely. And poetry for me too can often do that. Walt Whitman, you know, really. And and a lot of arts. It reminds me of of, of painting. Now I really love abstract art. A lot of people don't. And if you don't take to abstract art, you can ignore this part. But I love going to museums and galleries and looking at abstract art. And, and I look at the details of how, you know, it's not a representation of something I can name. It's not a tree. It's not a house. It's paint on canvas, but in particular shapes with particular blends of colors and many, many different colors and looking at how they blend into each other, and maybe there's a splatter here and a spot there, but it really can be just beautiful without naming it, without a conceptual idea of what they represent. And then I'll go outside after the museum and I'll look at a sidewalk. Normally, you would think of that as something dirty. And I look at it and I see, oh, my God, those amazing, beautiful shapes and blendings of colors are there, too. And I look at some, you know, wall on a construction site that had a bunch of billboards that were all torn down. And I see this incredible beauty there. And and it was looking at art that sort of triggered it and got my my eye adjusted to looking at beauty 
in a different way, not as in, oh, this is a successful image of a thing. No, this is just simple form and shape. And as such, it's beautiful. That's a great description. You know, I have a friend that is a photographer, and she's a really good one. And uh, whenever I spend time with her, she's always taking pictures. And it's helped me to look at things deeper, like, you know, things that I kind of, I have this part of me that like dismisses everything, you know, and eh, that's not it. That's not it. You know, or, or yeah, that's pretty, you know, whatever. But she'll look at a leaf or a feather with this awe and it helps to stop me and go, wow, that really is incredible. And just be with it. It's sometimes you have to go through the layers of mind, just get through the, that's not it. And just be with it and melt with it and commit to that moment. And it's really almost like a contagious virus. You can get it from other people or poets or, or whatever, photographers, and being willing to catch that virus, a good virus, is I think a way in as well to hang out with people who have that gift. And you know whether it be an artist or it can also be somebody who even appreciates sports you know they watch lebron james and they tears come to their eyes of the beauty of him dunking a basketball as he turns around goes over three people and and shoots something and you know some people look at that and they go oh yeah you know that's fine and some people it really in a moment it sparks the amazement the wonder and anytime you're close to amazement and wonder and deep beauty, you're knocking on the door of pure experience. Absolutely. And I know exactly what you mean. And I've had that experience in theater. I, I'm, a, I'm a theater nut, particularly musical theater. I've cried in musical comedy, stories that weren't meant to be moving just because they were just so beautifully done, so mm -hmm. expertly, perfectly rendered. The craftsmanship, the skill, the artistry, uh, which And just pure delight. Delight is actually, I think, a spiritual uh, goal or a spiritual experience. Delight is, you know, it doesn't, delight is not just on the surface. It can be deep. Yes. And, you know, there's so many doorways to this, but perhaps the most important doorway is realizing how close it is, realizing that it's it's not an external thing it's it's a state of consciousness so that like when i wake up in my uh in the in my bed in the morning i look at my blanket you know the folds going here and there and that's where i have the experience you know i don't have to be in, <laughs> i don't have to manipulate anything to get there other than to just commit to that moment see the beauty see the intricacy and just allow the filters that keep it away to just slowly dissipate and then have those moments throughout the day if possible. Yeah, absolutely. And and don't let the 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 uh idea that it is a state of consciousness it is, but it's not a state that's somehow out there that you get and that you bring in. It's something that's actually already here that you simply reveal. It's yes. actually our natural state. Right. 
So, you know, it, it, there's so much to talk about, but hopefully something we said today touched your heart and made you think like, you know, I can experience this. Uh, it's also yeah. not something where you can really try your way into it. It's more of an allowing your way into it. And like anything, I think with practice, you get better, but you never become an expert. You know, you don't become an expert in something because even being an expert takes you away from it. <laughs> That's right, because then you think you know. And there's actual beauty and pure experience in not knowingness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I loved when you said th that if you catch yourself thinking this is not it and realize this is it. I mean, I think that's such a beautiful summary. And as a matter of fact, I think everybody could actually try that right now. If you're thinking this is not it, that's not the case. This is it right now. You listening, you sitting, you walking, whatever you're doing, this is it right now. Including your feeling that this is not it. Yes, it. that's right. <laughs> that's the beautiful paradox of it all. Right. It's like, like, it's like not resisting resistance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, so you're resisting. Don't resist the fact that you're resisting so that you think it's not here now. That's what's here now. Mm -hmm. I tell people who are very critical of themselves to appreciate how good they are at criticizing themselves to just <laughs> like, you know, take that ability and, and, and take a step back and say, even my thinking this isn't it, even my feeling lonely or even my whatever, the wonder how my body can bring in that feeling and how my mind does all these things, mm -hmm. you know, even creating resistance. That's amazing how that happens so automatically and being able to appreciate that is then the doorway to it being a beautiful experience. Yeah. Awe, wonder, beauty, truth. That's my uh that that's my political party. I I believe in awe, wonder, beauty, and truth. That's the policies that I, I like to uh convey to the world. Good platform. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think I could run on that platform for president, but hopefully as a podcaster, it works. You could run, but you may not win, but no. <laughs> maybe you'll win something else instead. Yeah, yeah. So I think we um, nailed that subject to the extent that you can nail that subject. Any last words about before we do a guided no, meditation? I think, I, I think you're right. I think we, we, we nailed that subject. You know, hopefully you take these podcasts, you share them with people, because, you know, if your friends and family are aware of this idea, surrounding yourself with people talking about these ideas and saying, hey, how are you doing with your pure experience? You know, those reminders are important because we get so many reminders of all the BS in life, you know, the news, right. the, uh, everything going on, and and our minds are always reminding us of what we have to do. So, you know, putting a post-it note of reminder, um, talking about it with your friends, listening to the podcast, reading poetry, listening to music, whatever, walking in nature with the intention of having a pure experience. All those things help to counterbalance the weight 
of our minds and society that uh, are taking us downward. Yep. But to take us upward, we have a man named Brian Tom O'Connor who's going to lead us in a meditation. Uh, before you get to that, I just want to put a shout out to our Patreon supporters. You make this possible because uh, uh, we don't make money from this. We are trying to break even, and we really appreciate not just the financial support, but the the kind words and the emotional support of people saying, yeah, I'm getting something. And uh, that means a lot to Brian and I. So uh, if you want to become a Patreon supporter and get a bunch of free stuff, guided meditations and products that we normally sell, that you get them for free. Uh, all that's on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash awareness explorers. But uh, now to guide us into a pure experience is the master meditator himself, Brian Tom O'Connor. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jonathan. All right, here we go. <sighs> First, as always, take an easy, deep breath. And as you exhale, feel the tension just drop away as you sink into deep relaxation. In a little while, I'm going to ask you to open your eyes and pick something beautiful or pleasing to look at. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, I have an image of a painting by Monet on the screen. If not, pause the recording for a moment and pick an object. It could be a plant or a flower or a picture on the wall or an attractive book cover or album cover or simply some nice fabric or an attractive piece of furniture. Really, anything will do as long as you enjoy looking at it. But first... Let me tell you what this meditation is about. This meditation is about direct experience. What I sometimes call real reality as opposed to virtual reality. So what is direct experience? It's everything that is perceived in the current moment through the senses without the filters of thought, concepts, memories, comparisons, or even words. What is not direct experience? Anything that's remembered, imagined, conceptualized, or verbalized. So we're talking about real reality as opposed to virtual reality. Virtual reality includes daydreaming, fantasizing, mulling over, most automatic thinking. All mulling over the past is virtual reality. It's not what's present here and now. All imagining of the future is virtual reality. It's not what's present here and now. Here's some flags to help you notice you're in virtual reality instead of direct experience. You're remembering a past event. You're imagining how the future might be. You're thinking about the last thought you had. You're ignoring your senses. You're trying to change your present experience. 
you can experience anything directly. Anything that comes into your field of vision. Any sounds that are within hearing. Any body sensations that arise. Anything felt through your senses. Let's take an inventory right now of what is present in direct experience. You hear the sound of my voice. Or perhaps other sounds like birds, wind, traffic. You feel the weight of your body on the chair or floor or bed. Maybe there are other body sensations like a breeze on your skin or a tingling in your hands. If your eyes are open, whatever appears before you. If they're closed, whatever dark patches of color appear behind your eyelids. Ask yourself, what am I experiencing right now without the filter of words to describe it? Now, if your eyes are closed, gently open them and direct your attention to the image on the screen or the object you chose to look at. Ask yourself, how is this image coming to me? How is the light and the colors and the shapes of this coming to me? When we look at an object, usually think of our attention going out to the object. But just for now, imagine the object flowing into you through your eyes. The light from the object flowing through space and entering us. See if you can look without the filter of thought. Notice every detail. Notice it without labeling any of it with words. Be as a child experiencing for the first time. Notice that sights appear and sounds are heard without you actively seeing or hearing. You just open your eyes and sights flow in freely and effortlessly. Just look, wordlessly, with an open curiosity 
and with no attempt to change anything about your present experience. If you like, you can do this again later with music that you love to listen to. Just notice every detail of the music without words describing it in your head. Just notice that sounds are heard without you actively hearing. Sounds flow in freely and effortlessly through your ears and are experienced inside you. Just says the colors and shapes of what you're looking at are flowing into you, and the experiencing of them is happening within you. Within that clear, choiceless field of awareness. And now, take another easy, deep breath and let's rejoin Jonathan. Jonathan disappeared. So, <laughs> first of all, I, it, it's nice to uh, use various senses. First of all, your voice is like butter you know it's very nice and then of course the picture you put up or different things in my room it's funny that we don't um uh talk about this approach to awakening more being that it's so available reality it's doing its part uh we just have to let go enough to appreciate it that's right we really just have to get out of the way. And yep. awakening, healing, pure experiencing, enlightenment, unconditional love are just all there right now, already there. When we just step aside with the the self that wants to fix and change and plan and remember and imagine. And congratulations to our listeners for being people who have discovered the truth of what you just said and are on the path journeying back home to our heart, to our true nature. And hopefully we provide some inspiration and some connection and some how-to to get back to that because that's what's really important absolutely so until next time fellow travelers feel free to share our podcast send us your questions your experiences we appreciate your support and of course most important keep exploring keep exploring 
This is it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love. I liked, I liked your... Um... Your reference to album covers it dated you a little bit. You should have mentioned eight tracks, though. <laughs>